Hey everybody, Ben here for the Bonehead Podcast, and we've got an unbox and review for you today. It's the Corn release weekend. The team's out, the pitcher's out, and of course, the new Spike magazine is out. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have a look at the new Spike 13 for Corn teams. We're going to have a look at the Corn rules, some cool new star players, some special rules in there as well, and a whole load of background goodness. But before we do that, I just want to say a massive thank you to Entoyment Wargaming in Pool, a great friendly local gaming shop um, and a brilliant online retailer. They help us out. They let us have access to the content. We get to play and run tournaments there. Um, they do us great work, but we we use them because they're great at what they do. So if you're looking for somewhere to pick up your Blood Bowl or any other games, Workshop, Bits and Bobs, I can wholeheartedly recommend Entoyment. Now, let's have a look at the Spike magazine. So I'm going to do my very best to avoid uh, glare wherever possible, but for now, let's have a look at Blood Skulls and More Skulls, the issue 13 of Spike. So inside cover, they've always got the production um, team, haven't they? So this is the Skull Tribe Slaughterers. So you've got two of the different Bloodseeker models. They're the Strength 4 pieces. That's that guy there and that guy there. Uh, you've got the Corn Gore model. Comes with two different heads. Uh, we've just had a look at the... We just, I'm, I'm just built one, to be honest with you. That's on the other video. And all the different linemen. There's six different linemen. There's a couple of different heads you can swap around to add a bit of variation to your team. But just the one paint scheme... My favourite thing of all these spikes is where you get to the different teams. They've got like a list of fam uh, famous teams. That's always good to do. So standard greeting sports fan page there. So it gives you a bit of background on corn. But the contents is what we want to see. So uh, Blood Bowl for the Blood God is the background of corn. Famous corn teams. That's what. That's my favourite bit. You get kind of different. You get some inspiration for some alternate teams. So we've got the Skull Tribe Slaughter as the main team for this. But actually when... They go into the background of the story of four other ones. It just, it does inspire you. I'm looking for a second colour because my team is going to be red because corn. But I'm also looking for a second colour to go with it. So we're going to be paying attention to um, see if there's any kind of, any kind of lore there that inspires me. Uh, so Skull Tribe Slaughterers, star players. Grashnak Blackhoof is back. So Grashnak is a massive Minotaur. Uh, has been around since I think... Potentially first edition, actually, because he's that big of a dude, and we're going to have a look at his rules as well. Chat with the rat, nice bit of background there. Uh, Scylla and Fingram as well, another kind of famous star from the Warhammer fantasy world. Um, Scylla came around in maybe 4th or 5th edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle and ended up transferring across in the last edition, so Blood Bowl 2016. Cool, another star player there. Basically, um, a more mutated version of the Bloodspawn, the big guy for this team. Uh, Chaos League, so this was going to be fun for us to look at. That's going to be a, a alternative league rules. Now, a lot of these spikes are dropping those and it's really good fun so if you've got a little bit of spare place in your league schedule you can run those these ones are quite cool we've got some good stuff there about um, the different chaos gods uh we've got cornate balls we've got dirt from the dugout eviscerate and exsanguinate um that's going to be fun to look at now star player max spleen ripper this is the chainsaw guy who's actually on the front cover here now max is very powerful so i'm looking forward to diving into their rules for him as well at arsenal borak coffin corner and new brawls please which will be the classic piece and potentially one of the best things about the spike magazine is going to be the the cool comic art book 
at the back. So, Blood for the Blood God, these two pages just talk through the origins of the corn team. So, when the races of the old world rediscovered the game of Blood Bowl, they put down their weapons and desire for war in exchange for settling their differences using Nuffles' sacred game. Corn uh, wasn't overly pleased, in fact, he was outraged. Standard corn, really. Uh, in the northern lands, the skies turned red, deafening thunder rumbled on a constant basis, and the ground shook with the blood god's fury. That was until corn actually bothered to watch a game. So, this just kind of talks through how the corn team started. So, it's always good fun to read. Uh, positionals. So, we've got the Bloodborne Marauder Lineman. Might be the longest name player that we've got so far. I don't know. Maybe the ghoul runner catcher people. Uh, joining the roster of a Corn Blood Bowl team isn't as simple as turning up for tryouts, doing the best you can, and hoping to get picked. Uh, far from it. Those savage men and women that wish to play on behalf of the Blood God must enter the fighting pits to go through a series of violent trials where they must eviscerate other would be players to prove they are worthy of playing in Korn's name. So even the linemen are psychotic killers, okay? And um, we probably should do a count of the times Eviscerate comes up. So Bloodseekers, this is the, uh, the basic Chaos Warrior positional for Korn. Uh, the most impressive and physically dominant of those who survive the trials become the Bloodseekers. Massive mountains of muscle bedecked in Baroque armor of brazen brass and red lacquered leather. They're going for the wordplay there. Uh, often placed on the line of scrimmage so they can get stuck right into the, opposing, uh, the opposition lines. Often, quite literally, bloodseekers are claret-crazed lunatics driven by their hunger for violence and gore and eager to earn the favour of their lord through the decimating of all who stand before them. So we're going with decimate, not eviscerate at that point. Right, next up we've got the corn gores. So this is the beastman position. Uh, beastmen are the children of chaos, foul mutants that lurk in huge and hidden numbers within the great forests of the old world. Uh, most beastmen worship the dark gods as a pantheon, yet there are many who set one god above all others. Corn gores are the beastmen who favour corn as their dark master. Where common beastmen resemble a mixture of goat, sheep, and man, corn gores tend to possess more canine features, hound headed and often with giant clawed paws in place of hooves, more commonly associated with their kind. So, when this team was first spoiled, when we first saw the picture of the corn gores, uh, there was a lot of buzz there that people thought they were going to be werewolves or Ulfwarrenus for the Norse team because they've got that dog face look about them. Um, it's a really well, well done piece of design. And we've got these little corn hounds here. I love the artwork in these spike magazines. They're just always so brilliantly executed. Okay, uh, next up and last for their positionals, we've got the Bloodspawn. Uh, on rare occasions, an aspirant will emerge from the fighting pits, having shown such exquisite brutality and barbarism that Corn himself is impressed. Such individuals are graced with the blessings of the Blood God, twisting and mutating them into hulking beasts born from carnage. These Bloodspawn have been granted gifts to help them in their savage mission on the pitch. Shards of bone protrude from their flesh, and their maws are filled with rows of razor-sharp teeth. So the Bloodspawn is the big guy in this roster, and it comes with claws and mighty blow, and strength five, and frenzy. It, this team is dangerous. Potentially unreliable, but dangerous. So I'm sure by now you would have all seen the roster, but if not, we'll quickly run through it right now. So 0 to 16, Bloodborne Marauder Lineman, uh, 50k each, movement 6, strength 3, edge 3 plus, passing 4 plus, armor 8 plus, and frenzy. These guys have got general and mutation on primary access. So mutation wise, we're looking at an army here that can take claw really, really regularly. But also what it means is you've got easy access to two heads to be dodging around on edge 2+, plus and extra arms to be able to pick up the ball on 2+. plus. That's going to be um, 
that's going to be really key to seeing how these teams develop. It's all about the murder. Okay, Bloodborne linemen, where they start with Frenzy, block is going to be absolutely superb for them. But it does mean that you've got the option there of basically putting plus one to pick up the ball on any of these guys moving forward. And it's as easy as that. So when it comes to building a ball carrier, you pick a player, wait till six SPP, give them extra arms, and they're picking up the ball now on plus one, uh, which means it's two plus for the linemen and three plus for the blood seekers. So nought to four corn gores, these are likely to be your ball carriers because they don't have frenzy. Uh, they're 70k, movement six, strength three, and three plus, passing four plus, armor nine plus, so stronger or tougher than the linemen. Horns and juggernaut means they're blitzing at strength four with the ability to turn it both down into a push. So the reason they make good ball carriers is because it normally means you can two die block somebody away and turn it both down into a push. And what you're trying to do is use that as an opportunity to break free. Now, general mutation and strength on a primary access and agility and passing on secondary means that they can brew up and become your leader, okay, they can put leader on there. Now, rerolls are going to be expensive in this roster because of the positionals. So, the ability to chuck leader on one of them in a tournament setting is going to be really useful. But the fact they've got general mutation and strength means that they can become whatever you want them to become. Um, two heads makes them a two plus dodger. Two extra arms gives them two plus to pick up the ball and catch the ball. There's a lot of flexibility within that, more than just block or shorthand. So, it's going to be fun to brew up some rosters and just to play through. So, Nord of War Bloodseekers, those are the big boys. These are my favourite positionals. Movement 5, Strength 4, Edge 4+, Passing 6+, Armour 10+, and Frenzy. 110k makes them very expensive players, but their Strength 4, Frenzy, they're just going to be 4-die blocking almost every turn, and that's just brutal. General Mutation and Strength on a primary means that they can go block if you want them to. They can go Mighty Blow, they can go Brawler. I wouldn't go Brawler, but you can go Mighty Blow. Um, you can go Guard and help everybody else out. There's a ton of potential for Bloodseekers. When they hit level 4 or 5, they are just going to be deleting players left, right and centre. And I would watch out for them to go for Claw in the long run um, because you're going to be playing against other heavy Brawler teams. Black Orcs, Dwarves, you know, the teams that are going to go and try and fight one-to-one -one with you. Strengthful Frenzy Claws is just going to delete them. And that's kind of where you're going to be seeing the Bloodseekers go. In fact, this entire team. And then you've got 0-1 Bloodspawn, 160k. So potentially the most expensive line player, non-star player in Blood Bowl. Uh, movement 5, Strength 5, Edge 4+, plus, Passing. Nah. 9 plus armor, claws, frenzy, loner 4 plus, mighty blow plus 1, and unchanneled fury. So, unchanneled fury means that you have to roll the dice to do stuff. Uh, if you're blocking or blitzing, it's 2 plus. If you're doing anything else, it's 4 plus. If you fail, he's just very angry. Mighty blow and claws, though, means he's breaking armor on 8 plus all of the time, and you get mighty blow plus 1 basically on the injury roll. So, it. it Bloodseekers, Bloodspawn, it's going to become a, a horrific front line. Like, it's awesome. So tier 2, as we expected. Rerolls at 60k apiece does tie in nicely with the team. So it gives them a bit more of a boost. Uh, some of our initial rosters at 70k was were pretty punishing for this one. Uh, Favourite of corn is their uh, special rule. So star players for this one. We've got Scylla Angfingrim, another strength 5 piece. We've got Morg, the classic Morg. We've got Max, the chainsaw. We've got Lord Borak, another strength 5. We've got Helmet, another chainsaw. Hackflem coming in at 180 and movement 9 and edge 0 plus forever is going to be really key for tournament builds with this one. Uh, we're going with the Frackflem build, so Frenzy, Hackflem. 
Grashnak, Black Hoof, Strength 6, Frenzy, and some fun stuff there. Grek and Crumbleberry does give this team a bit of an opportunity for Sure Hands and uh, Throw Teammate if you need it. Glart Smash Rip just gives you a uh, cheap Strength 4 piece to go with it. Probably not going to be used very often with this team. And Acorn the Squirrel landing as an official star player now, even though he was official already. So... Oh, it's my favourite bit. So, famous corn teams. So, let's have a look. So, the, each of these spikes give four examples of teams. Um, and it kind of wets your whistle from a creativity point of view. So, Corn's Killers, perhaps the most infamous of all the teams that play in the name of the Blood God. Corn's Killers have been causing carnage on the pitch ever since they first stepped on one. However, they rarely seem to win any games, mainly due to the fact they spend far more time trying to slaughter the opposition than score a touchdown. That's very corn, isn't it? Uh, drawing corn's killers in a competition conjures up mixed feelings from their opponents. On the one hand, they are likely to win the game and progress to the next round. On the other hand, they most likely won't have much of a team left for their next game. So if you are more interested in blood than blood bowl, go for the corn's killers route. Okay, take your big boys. Take all, all the strength four pieces, all the strength five pieces. Chuck, start chucking claws and mighty blow on your guys and just try and delete teams and corn will be pleased. Uh, so, the Flesh Hounds. Named after the unusual mascots they bring with them to fixtures, the Flesh Hounds are always a spectacle when they take to the Gridiron and have amassed a huge following amongst those who live in the Northern Wastes. This is partly due to their passable winning record, but mainly down to the legendary post-game shows in which their mascots are unleashed upon the opposition team. In fact, many of the Flesh Hounds fans only really turn up for this display of sheer barbarism and the clouds of arterial spray that go with it. Okay, so not really talking much about the team itself, but the team's kind of theme, I guess. Uh, the blood-soaked bruisers. Let's see if we can get rid of some of the shine. Uh, even for a corn team, the blood-soaked bruisers are particularly violent. Before each game, the players drench themselves in the blood of the most recent casualties of the fighting pits. In fact, it's even said that the skins of veteran players actually begin to turn crimson due to the number of times they have soaked themselves in blood and gore in this way. Whether this is true or not doesn't really matter, but what is guaranteed is that the players of the blood-soaked bruisers will not be the only ones coated in crimson by the end of the game. Those unfortunate enough to be on the receiving end of the, this unique method of tackling, which mainly involves spikes, uh, and those lucky fans nearby will also be showered in fresh blood. Again, more just about how bloodthirsty this team is. And the last one of their four, the Cornate Cripplers. Uh, the Cornate Cripplers are a relatively new team to take part in Nuffle's Sacred Game. Their roster is made up of players who survived the Cornate fighting pits, but may not possess enough skill to play for one of the top corn teams. As such, the Cripplers are not concerned with so-called victories on the pitch, and instead have made it their mission to entertain those who have paid their hard-earned gold pieces to watch a game of Blood Bowl. Of course, this mainly involves crunching tackles, snapping bones, and plenty of blood, and has earned the Cripplers numerous awards for most entertaining team of the year, at least amongst the followers of Chaos. Alright, there's some cool teams there, but really it's just about how psychotic and bloody corn is. So, Skull Tribe Slaughterers is the background for, I don't know, the, the, the picture team, the prime team here, and we've got the Hall of Fame team as well. Let's have a quick look and see what they've got. Um, block, yeah some claws in there a bit of pro <laughs> leap on one of the corn gores that's that's bold um, very long legs is a potential there leap very long legs is definitely something you can go for i wouldn't do it but you can uh dauntless on a marauder is all right um brawler on the blood spawn is pretty decent as well so their special ability this is the fun bit 
for the Skull Throne. Uh, whenever an opposition player suffers a dead result during a game, the Skull Tribe Slaughterers immediately gain a free team reroll for the remainder of the game. Alright, that's kind of what I'm here for. That's a very chaotic thing. and Chaos kind of takes and gives away in the same way as Nuffle does. Um, so, seeing that reward there, it's thematic. I like it. Alright, let's begin. We've got Grashnak, Black Hoof here. Movement 6, Strength 6, Edge 4+, Passing nothing, Armor 9+, plus, 240k. Uh, Frenzy, Horns, Loner 4+, plus, Mighty Blow+, plus 1, Thick Skull, and Unchanneled Fury. So, this is a 240k player with Strength 6 already and is blitzing with Horns at Strength 7. So, this guy's going to be basically uh, Frenzy blitzing 3 dice most strength three players well, most players okay so that's that's huge grashnak is a fantastic for that does have unchanneled fury um but also has this cool special ability which is going to be useful to taking on other big players uh, once per game when grashnak performs a blitz action grashnak may roll one additional block dice against the opposition player regardless of their strength to a maximum of three block dice uh, if grashnak performs a second block action due to frenzy this will also benefit from this rule so what this means is that if you blitz, so once per game, blitzing with this guy at strength 7, if you don't get 3 dice, you can add 1 in. If you end up blitzing and going for a 1 die block, it becomes a 2 die block, a 2 die block becomes a 3 die block, and it works for both the first block and the second block if you end up frenzying into another block. What that means is that Grashnak can uh, strength 7 blitz a dude and add an extra dice if you don't have 3. So you can blitz... Morgue. Uh, Grashnak is going to be six dying Morgue there. So Grashnak is a classic star player from the olden times. Um, let's have a look at the background here. Quite where the bright black bull came from and where he debuted has been the subject of much debate in taverns across the old world. Numerous players, coaches and pundits have claimed a connection to Grashnak in his early days of his career, either by playing alongside him, uh, coaching him as a small calfling, or knowing someone whose brothers, wives, pets, dogs, hairdresser once saw Grashnak in their place of work. It's safe to dismiss pretty much all of these as nonsense stories. Uh, most do tell them simply want to be uh, involved, basically. So there's no info there about him. There's some cool background about Grashnak. Um, apparently he's 9 foot 5 and weighs 457 pounds. So, chonky boy. Uh, we've got career highlights of uh, Grashnak there as well. We've got chat with the rat, which is the classic bit of interview bait and then we've got another monster star player this is Scylla and Fingram so move 5 strength 5 edge 4 plus passing nothing armor 10 plus 200k so 40k less than Grashnak for one less strength uh, claws frenzy loner 4 plus mighty blow plus one prehensile tail thick skull unchanneled fury again fury of the blood god once per game if Scylla rolls a one for unchanneled fury after carrying a block action uh, instead of losing everything you get to make two block actions instead and the way it's worded means you can block the same dude twice so blocking with Scylla is great now 200k is a bit of a bargain the disappointing thing is when you're looking for star players when it comes to corn you've got plenty of frenzy you've got plenty of smash and bash what you need is dash and that's going to be hack phlegm but Scylla for 200k is going to cause a lot of damage that's something this team has got a lot of choice of you've got the blood spawn if you can't take the blood spawn and you need a star player Scylla is going to be your strength five piece that once per game basically is going to block two guys um or for 40k more you can get strength six piece Scylla cool model cool design i think mostly going to be backfilled by the spawn or if you can afford it 
uh, Grashnak himself. So now we've got the Chaos Leagues here. Uh, so teams that have devoted their lives to the Chaos Dark Gods will ply their trade within the Chaos Leagues, vying for their chosen god's blessing. Such leagues are unlike the more organised competitions that take place across the old world and put far more emphasis on causing carnage in the name of the Dark Patrons. There is no point in winning if the way you secure victory would displease your god. So what we've got here is alternative league rules for Chaos. Now the very cool thing is you choose a Chaos God. So uh, the Cursed Skull Goblet is open to all comers. Coaches participating may use any team they want and will have the usual budget of a million uh, to spend on their team. But at the start of the league, every team must choose a Chaos God to follow. So Nurgle, Korn, Zinch, Slanesh or Chaos Undivided. Um, a team with the favoured of dot 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 special rule must select the Chaos God they are favoured of. So if you've got a Nurgle team or a Korn team, they're going to have to follow Nurgle or Korn. So um, let's have a look. So Dark Patrons, each Chaos God gives its own benefits to the team during this league. So Korn, uh, you get three star player points for every casualty you inflict. Uh, Nurgle, if your dude gets KO'd, injured or killed every time, so every time any one of your players gets KO'd, injured or killed on a D6 roll of a 6, the player does not suffer the side effects and uh, just goes in your reserve box instead, so kind of like super regeneration, and that will be on top of standard regeneration, so that's pretty decent. Zinch, if a team follows Zinch once per game, you may change the result of a single dice from any roll uh, to any other result of the same dice, so you can make anything a 6, anything a POW. That's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, this one's quite good too. Slanesh. If a team chooses Slanesh, then players on their team can attempt to rush one more time than they normally would during their activation. So if you're feeling lucky, Punk, you can take Slanesh and all of your players get extra sprint, basically. And lastly, Chaos Undivided. You get four star player points for each touchdown you score instead of three. So really interesting mix of rules there. They're all good. Okay, if you are a corn team and you cause casualties while supporting corn, you are going to cause extra SPPs. Chaos Undivided teams and Slanesh teams are going to be good for, for fast stuff. Uh, Nurgle and Zinch are going to be good for teams that are vulnerable or need things to come off. I mean, a Nurgle Goblin team, a Nurgle Snotling team would be good. There's a great sentence, isn't it? Uh, or a, a Skaven Zinch team just to pull off that massive blitz uh, so there is a uh, inducement just for this league as well which is a chaos totem uh, once per game it's 50k for uh, inducement style uh, once per game at the start of a friendly team turn the head coach can roll a d6 so on a one uh, the gods are angered and uh, the team loses a reroll on a two to five randomly select an opposition player on the pitch they are knocked down and make an armor roll and then on the six, the Chaos Gods decide to bestow their blessings upon the team in their own unique way. Randomly select a friendly player on the pitch. The selected player immediately gains one of the following mutation skills of your choice for the remainder of the game. Claws, Disturbing Presence, Horns, Ironhard Skin, and or Tentacles. So you get one skill. Basically, it's 50k to, most of the time, knock down an opposing player knock down a random opposing player you know what for 50k that's not bad is it if you've got vulnerable teams if you're playing against elves or skaven that's gonna bamf them down so uh we've got a cornate weather table we've got a cornate kickoff table i'm not gonna read through it all but there's some fun um there's some fun things in there blood rage is a great one and then we've got um 
this bit's quite cool as well. Now, we'll have a quick look at this. So, after every game, you have to see uh, if you've pleased or displeased your god of choice. So, let's have a look at Zinch. Um, criteria. Make a successful pass action that is either a long pass or a long bomb. So, if you are a Zinch team, if you are supporting Zinch and you do make a pass that is a long bomb or a long uh, or a long pass uh, if your criteria was met randomly select one player on the team that made a successful completion the selected player improves their agility by one to a maximum of one plus for the duration of the next game punishment so if you don't make a mega throw uh, one random player on your team drops their agility by one um, down to a minimum of six plus so it's a really thematic way. This is exactly what we wanted at a corn at chaos leagues. Basically, this is only for the what is it? The bloody skull cup or something? Can't remember what it's called now. Uh, the cursed skull goblet. But it's still really cool. It's really thematic, and I can see them landing that in some kind of future thing as a standardised rule. But we've got it here now, and if you want to run it in your league or you want to run it in a tournament, it could be really good fun to do. Uh, the Altar of Corn Blood Bowl pitch. So this is the rules for the pitch. Um, basically, <laughs> it gets covered by blood uh, and um, makes it harder for people to run around as it goes. We'll cover that when we do the pitch unboxing. So Corn 8 Balls. We've got the Cursed Corn Ball. Um, the player who's in possession of the Cursed Ball gains Frenzy. And the Skull Ball, uh, whenever a player wishes to make a block action or blitz against a player holding a Skull Ball, uh, they must first roll a d6. On a roll of a 1, they cannot target the player. Uh, the player that rolled a 1 um, may retract its declared action in order to do something else, though. However, this will not use up a team's blitz. So it's kind of like Foul Appearance, but a little bit more gentle. So it protects the Ball Carrier. And the other one gives the ball carrier frenzy, which is a pretty good mix. So next up, we've got Eviscerate and Exsanguinate. This is basically the corn tactic. So you'll see uh, they've got a breakdown of each of the players, how to use them, what kind of skills go well. We've got an, a, uh, a starting roster here as well. So an example starting roster, three Bloodseekers, two Corn Gores, six Linemen, an Apothecary, three Rerolls for a million. Um, that's an interesting one. So we've just done our video for starting rosters. I'm a big fan of the Bloodseekers. I do think taking an Apothecary, if you can get one, is going to be useful for this team. Um, your primary positionals, though, are pretty survivable with decent strength and decent armor. But, the, but they are going to struggle to score a load of touchdowns. So they're not going to be super fast when it gets to SPP. So definitely worth considering. Um, it's not bad. We've got some setups here as well. But you know us, we'll do the setup videos. But I do like these tactic, these tactics articles. They, generally speaking, are pretty accurate and pretty decent, and they will help you out a bit. All right, the last of the new star players is Max Spleen Ripper, and I absolutely love this. So move five, strength four, edge four plus passing dash, and armor nine plus 130k for this guy. I think helmet's 140, so exactly what you expect from a chainsaw star player. Chainsaw, secret weapon, and loaner full plus. So no fancy skills, except once per game, after Max performs a chainsaw attack special action, he may immediately perform another chainsaw special action that targets a different opposition player. So once per game, Max gets to multi-block with the chainsaw, which is going to be massive. So 130k on a corn team, probably not going to use him all that much. But on a team that can follow favoured of, 
he gives you a double strike attack once per game and although helmet has got a cool special ability too this is really powerful because once per game you are just going to be chopping two guys in half in one go and that's that's proper value like that is really really proper value uh we've got ask lord borak we've got coffin corner uh and then we've got the ubiquitous piece the thing i love probably the most is the wicked old school artwork um just absolutely smacks of blood bowl second edition and then inside back cover you've got scylla you've got uh, the blood spawn and you've got max spleen ripper there along with some other models which just completes it and you've got the standard bit at the back so there we have it a very detailed review of spike 13 i love the spike magazines they are so much fun there's so much fluff in there it really tells the story and generally it's probably the best value games workshop product out there uh, i just i love the fluff background now do you need this to play blood bowl yes you do you've got what one two three cool new star players that if you play any kind of favored of team you're gonna need it in there are the rules for the corn team as well uh, obviously that comes in the box but if you're picking up a corn team if you're running a chaos team spike 13 is definitely worth picking up so not as good as spike 11 still my favorite but actually incredibly thematic and really well done so big thumbs up for me uh huge fan of that anyway guys we're gonna wrap up now thank you very much for watching we'll be back soon with more blood Bowl content happy blocking thanks very much for watching we really appreciate your support if you want to help support the channel even further please like and subscribe or come join us on our patreon we have early access to content we get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can or you can get yourself some bonehead podcast merch on our spreadshirt site so if you want to support a team especially for the bonehead championship you can pick up a shirt a mug things like that it all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it anyway links below thank you very much Happy blocking.